Welcome to TAC Talks, a podcast where we unpack the standards for registered training organisations to provide practical information to support business improvement and compliance practices. Before we commence, I'd like to respectfully acknowledge the Wadjuk Nyonga people on whose land we record today's podcast and pay our respects to Elders past, present and emerging. My name is Claire Marshall from the Training Accreditation Council, or TAC, and today I'm joined by Claire Werner, one of the TAC auditors. Claire is an expert in the field of training and assessment and the standards for RTOs, and today she'll help us navigate the important topic of industry engagement. Good morning, Claire, and thanks for joining us today to discuss the topic of industry engagement and what it means for RTOs. Good morning, and thank you for having me. As a starting point, let's go straight to the heart of the topic for our audience and what is meant by the term industry engagement. What do RTOs need to engage industry about and why is it integral to quality VET outcomes? This is a great question and if I can, I want to take you back in history, um, back to the Greeks, the Romans or the Aboriginal cultures. In each and every one of these cultures, people learned at the feet of experts. We passed on knowledge and skill in this way in all aspects of life. Once we get to the Middle Ages, we start to see systems of apprenticeship emerging, where the learning became more organised, where it was overseen by what were known as guilds, and we move to today in a global context where we have common industries and expectations of knowledge and skill that are shared across the world. The concept of industry has always and will always be at the centre of learning for vocational purposes. In our vocational education and training or VET system in Australia, industry and meeting the needs of industry is getting a lot of attention right now. Our skills reform agenda has a key pillar that is about industry engagement. It's focusing on strengthening the relationships between industries and training providers, as well as between like industries. The whole purpose is to ensure that the training products faithfully and adequately reflect industry's needs. When we start to consider the relationship between industry and the RTOs, it's one where the RTOs must ensure that they interpret and contextualise the training products in a way that actually meets local needs. The RTO, when implementing the training products, must have an approach that's relevant and meets the needs of industry as this is where the learners will be heading once they complete their training. So how must this occur? The standards for RTOs contain two clauses that are about industry relevance, Clause 1.5 and 1.6. Clause 1.5 says that the RTO's training and assessment practices are relevant to the needs of industry and informed by industry engagement. This is an overall statement of intent. What should your industry engagement activities achieve? Clause 1.6 says that the RTO implements a range of strategies for industry engagement and systematically uses the outcomes of that engagement to ensure the industry relevance of A, its training and assessment strategies, practices and resources, and B, the current industry skills of trainers and assessors. So Clause 1.6 directs you as to what to focus on. So at a minimum, you need to be able to show the relevance of four things in your RTO, the training and assessment strategies, your practices, the resources you use, and the current industry skills of your trainers and assessors. Now this fourth point, current industry skills of trainers and assessors, 
is where Clause 1.6 links with Clause 113, which says that trainers and assessors must have current industry skills directly relevant to the training and assessment being provided. So as you can see, the requirements for industry engagement are clearly set out in the standards for ITOs. It can sometimes be challenging for RTOs to ask industry to review delivery and assessment plans and strategies as part of their industry engagement activities. What are some of the challenges or hurdles experienced by RTOs? Yes, it can be challenging and mostly I'd say it's because they ask the wrong questions. I often see emails to industries with RTO documents attached that say, thanks for agreeing to review our documents, they're attached, I look forward to your feedback. There's a lot of information missing in that email. In the vast majority of cases, the sender of those emails gets a reply that goes something like this. They look good to me. So what has the RTO achieved in this type of exchange? Not very much, I'm afraid. The key is actually the information that is missing. RTOs need to ask themselves a question before they engage with industry. They need to ask, what information do I need and why? So some examples of a question like this are, I need to know the scope of work in our manufacturing businesses because I need to choose electives for the qualification that I'm going to offer. I need to understand what personal care tasks a carer in a residential aged care facility performs so that I can write assessment tasks. I need to understand what the quality requirements are for aluminium welding so that I can establish the performance benchmarks for my assessment. I need to understand what software tools are used for incident reporting so that I can update my training resources. Now, not a single one of those questions would require you as an RTO to send volumes of paperwork to industry to ask for feedback. All of them would require you to communicate in some way with industry about what they do and how they do it. Having inflexible consultation strategies is a significant barrier for industry. RTOs need to consult in an appropriate way and at a time that suits the business or enterprise. And the more face-to-face -face that consultation is, the stronger the relationship is likely to be. Another very common challenge for RTOs engaging with industry is that of time constraints. Everybody's busy and industry don't generally consider talking to an RTO as their core business. Industry don't see time they spend with the RTOs resulting in better workers for their organisations. RTOs need to remember that the vast majority of industry are not trainers and assessors and they're not that familiar with the VET system and its machinations. They see the very reason RTOs are engaged is to conduct the training for industry and often don't have the time to review or even understand the paperwork that's sent to them by RTOs. They will often say that training is the RTO's business, and they're right, it is. Which leads us to a final point, language. VET, like every other industry, has a language all of its own. When we talk to industry and use our jargon and technical terms, it doesn't make sense to them. I want to impress upon our listeners today that the RTOs need to use short, concise engagement strategies that are purposeful. The more we can focus on critical enterprise issues, the more likely the business will be to talk to you. RTOs need to ensure that industry sees a value in the engagement activities 
that are proposed by the RTO and that the end result is appropriate training delivery to learners for that industry and that this in the future is going to assist their business. RTOs often ask TAC how they should go about identifying industry and employers to engage with and what questions should they be asking. What advice would you give them? That is a question I hear a lot and it's usually accompanied by another question, how many businesses do I need to talk to? So I think the first thing to acknowledge is that when we talk about industry, we're talking about a wide range of organisations, not just employers. So this could include organisations like training councils or advisory bodies. It might include industry associations, you know, organisations like the Chamber of Commerce and Industry or Australian industry groups as very broad associations supporting employers. Or it could be more specific, for instance, like the Master Builders Association. We would also consider unions to be organisations you might talk to, professional associations. uh, These are often membership-based and have interests in training and development. Uh, ARI, the Australian HR Institute, is an example of that, or Engineers Australia. Regulatory agencies, such as WorkSafe, or APRA, which is the Health Practitioner Registration Agency. You might also talk to government departments or agencies. Many are industries and employers in their own right. So Parks and Wildlife is a great example of that. Or you might like to also consider research agencies like NCVR. And of course, you're going to add employers into that mix. Deciding who to talk to is once again about the RTO knowing what information they're actually seeking. I can't stress this enough. If you are clear about what information you're seeking, then it's much easier to decide who to talk to and where to get that information. I talked about some examples of how to frame those questions just a few minutes ago. If you're looking for information about how the mining industry is changing and using technology, a great place to start is with the Minerals Council of Australia. They have lots of information available about automation, about using robots, augmented reality, the kinds of jobs that are emerging, and the information is at an industry level. The manufacturers are another great source of information about what's coming If I wanted to understand the kinds of tasks related to specific roles in mining, then I would need to talk to the employers. The group I need would have to be representative of the sector, above ground and underground miners, mining contractors. There's no one answer to how many I would talk to, but what I would be trying to achieve is confidence that the information I'd collected was accurate and representative. How can RTOs go about gathering the information they need and then ensure that it's used effectively? There is almost an endless list of how you would go about gathering information for engagement. Uh, The fact sheet on industry engagement lists quite a few approaches that RTOs could consider using and I would suggest that the RTOs access and read that fact sheet. I would also ask that RTOs consider what might be naturally occurring opportunities to gather information. A common example of that might be you're in a workplace to visit a trainee or to conduct an assessment and you take the opportunity to have a conversation with supervisors or other workers about the information that you need while you're there. It might be as simple as they show you new equipment that they have 
or they talk to you about what they're finding particularly challenging or changed legislation. In WA, we've just enacted new WHS laws. A simple question could be how they're impacting the workplace. I often see RTOs have many opportunities like this that they fail to capitalise on. And in most cases, that's because there's not a clear plan or strategy about what they're trying to achieve. And this leads me to the effectiveness part of your question, Claire. It reminds me of Alice in Wonderland when she meets the Cheshire cat and she says, would you tell me please which way I ought to go from here? Well, that depends a good deal on where you want to get to, said the cat. I don't much care where, said Alice. Then it doesn't matter which way you go, said the cat. So long as I get somewhere, Alice added as an explanation. Oh, you're sure to do that, said the cat, if only you walk long enough. In the vet sector, the somewhere that Alice wanted to get to from many RTOs is a tick in an audit that says they're compliant. That focus on do what I need for compliance really robs us in most cases of meaningful relationships with industry and achieving great outcomes for our learners and industry through quality training and assessment. In my mind, effective engagement is targeted to what is needed. It's relevant, it's useful, it's responsive, and it's valued by industry and the learner. And this doesn't happen by chance. RTOs need to have a strong strategy that helps them assure what they do is relevant to industry. Then they need a range of opportunities to gather information. They need to use that information within the RTO to refine and focus what and how they do things. And they need to check whether what they did worked. Many people listening to this will probably be thinking, that sounds like the plan, do, check, act cycle of continuous improvement. And rightly so. Industry engagement is this ongoing cyclic activity that ensures we've got it right for a key stakeholder for every RTO, and that key stakeholder is industry. Thank you, Claire, for speaking with us today and providing us with the insight into why RTOs are required to undertake industry engagement and how they can ensure it's effective. That concludes our podcast for today. I just want to remind listeners that additional information on all that we have discussed is available on the TAC website at www.tac.wa.gov.au. That includes an industry engagement fact sheet and other fact sheets, webinars and a recording of this podcast. You've been listening to Claire Marshall and Claire Werner and I thank you for joining us.